Jason, how are you? I am tired today, but otherwise I'm alright. How are Isn't you? Isn't that just the story of your life? Hey, things had been getting so much better with my sleep, mm-hmm. and then last night was You mean just... with your son? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> but his sleeping. <laughs> yes. And uh, last night was just not good, so, I, uh, so therefore today, back to tired. Ben is such a friendly little dude. He is a friendly little dude. Got to see him on the patio a couple weeks ago, and he's just yeah. waving and smiling. And oh yeah, he waves at everybody. He's just he so loves, personable. He, he loves to. Oh, he loves people. He loves. To, I don't know where he got it. <laughs> <laughs> is he in the stranger danger phase at all? Like if you no. try to hand him off, fully not. No, mm-hmm. he's totally fine being with. Maybe, maybe he'll never go through that, man. Both my kids, they went through a definite. Now they're very sweet. And, but yeah, they, you remember it with Jude? He was like, yeah. he would do like the. Oh yeah, like, no, he told turn me to away. do that. But <laughs> Jude was so cool in the office the other day. He's talking. He wants to play with things. Oh yeah, he's very outgoing. He now. wants to make a prank call to Joyce and then not go through with it. He wants to break um, everything we own. <laughs> anyway, in case anyone's wondering, this is Doable Discipleship, yeah. the Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your friendship with God. But we like to call it the show that helps you grow. I'm Doug Jones. And I'm Jason Wheeland. And we are the two guys that pretty much get to host this thing, and we have a pretty good time doing it. If you're new, we welcome you. Today, uh, we got a real treat for you. It has been nearly 100 episodes. 97 episodes. Yeah. Uh, She joined us for episode 8. Carolyn Baker is with us today. Uh, Some of you who are longtime listeners will remember her coming on the show with us. Uh, All those, well, it's actually been a couple years ago now. I think it was her birthday that we recorded on. I, I was you're right. I was going to say something when we had her, yeah. and but I forgot. But I think it was her birthday. Carolyn was on staff here at Saddleback for like 22 years. She had various roles in that time. She is just a rock solid, um, just a rock solid minister here. She's been caring for people and and a, a, just an incredible prayer warrior for this church. We always joke that there's a force field around Saddleback Church and. Carolyn and her prayer ladies are the ones that keep it intact mm-hmm. and protect us. Um, she's just an incredible lady. And, and now for the last oh, couple year, year or two, she's been not on staff volunteering. Um, some of her volunteer time has been with our team, and we just absolutely love having her. She's got some great stories to tell today. Um, and, of course, we want to learn from her and her wisdom, and we know you're going to learn a lot from it as well. So without any further ado, let's bring Carolyn on. Carolyn, thank you so much for joining us again for this episode of Doable. Yay! <laughs> it's been you are you are one of our first ten episode alumni. Your your episode eight we just looked up and verified mm-hmm. was when you were on with us before, which is a really well received episode. In our opinion, it's been far too long. But when we were chatting with you in the okay. office the other day, um, we just thought it's time to have Carolyn on again. So thanks for joining us. You're welcome. It's a great <clears throat> joy to be here. I'm All right. Just- Anxious oh. to see what the Holy Spirit's going to do this afternoon. Yes, <laughs> so are we. <laughs> All right, so um, as you said, it's been a little while since we've had you on the show last. So can you just um, help us with a refresher? We, I'm sure we have a lot of, of uh, new listeners that may not have gone back and listened to episode uh, eight. If, if you're one of those people, how dare you go back and listen <laughs> yeah. to that episode? You're a poser. <laughs> go back and get caught up. So can you just tell our listeners uh, just a little bit about yourself, how long you've been here at Saddleback, and um, a lot of the stuff we had covered before, but just a refresher. Sure. I um, When I was thinking about that question, I, I was reflecting back on, on my journey here and, and all the different spots that um, that God has put me, I ba- basically I was I grew up Catholic as as a, a young person all the way up through till high school, and I think it was because of of my Catholicism that I I found myself really loving God but not knowing who He was, mm-hmm. and I had an insatiable hunger even when I was a teenager, you know, to know who God was and and to understand Him better, but I didn't have any tools. Uh, and so I walked, I stepped away for a, for a long time, especially when I was younger. And then it wasn't until later on when I was, I was 35, I think, before I really, uh, came to Christ where I had an emotional, my father died and I had an emotional Hmm. moment, you know, where, um, I just knew that there had to be more than what I understood about who God was. And, uh, so I, 
I, I started started praying. I started searching. I started looking, and it was in it was in that length of time um, that I that I actually came to Saddleback, and I started out here as a volunteer for a couple of years, and then I came on staff, and I stayed on staff for about twenty two years, mm-hmm. and then just recently, in the last two years. I have reverted back to my volunteer status, and I'm now volunteering for pastoral care and for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finding actually, and I probably shouldn't say this on live TV, but I actually <laughs> am finding so much joy in the role that I have now because of the, um, the, the responsibilities that have been lifted that I carried when I was on staff. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm able to better, I think, focus on some of the things we're going to talk about today. And I'm better able to to see why I was in my own way for mm-hmm. a long time in in drawing closer to God than mm-hmm. I than I than I wanted to be. And um just very, very grateful for this very intentional path that God has had me on. Mm-hmm. And now, as I say, these last couple of years have been just absolutely amazing, amazing years for me. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I don't think it's that he did not use me when I was on staff, but he has used me so much more mm. since I've been volunteering. Well, That's I'm cool. certainly glad for the journey he's had you on because it crossed your path with mm-hmm. us <laughs> more than maybe yeah. would have happened otherwise. You shared uh, with our team, uh, I guess it's been a couple months ago since you shared with our mm-hmm. team, uh, a really what I thought was just an incredible story of some stuff that God did in your life through some family that resulted from your first appearance on Doable Discipleship. Right. Can you share a little bit of that for our listeners? Yeah, it's this to me is a, a true miraculous story. It's it mm. it, it is it, it is a miracle of its of its own. I um shortly after shortly after I left staff, uh, Jim and I discovered that we were really struggling financially, but we didn't really understand, you know, a, a lot of, of, of the why part about why we were struggling so much financially beyond the fact that we didn't have the, the necessary funds that we needed. So I started thinking in my mind, well, maybe that just means that we need to be looking at, you know, moving to a place that we can afford. I had, I had all, all kinds of ideas going on in my head. And there was just this one little voice that kept, kept talking to me that just kept saying, nope, you're to stay here, you're to, to do the volunteering that you're doing, and you just stay put, and I'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. And I knew that voice to be God. I knew that this was God talking to me about that. So I I really tried to do that, and I wanted to do that. But as as we got deeper and deeper into debt, and we were struggling more and more, it was getting harder and harder. And I remember one night just, just saying... Um, I think we just need to do this, and we were ready to we were ready to go and and um, do what we had to do. And that night, as I was as I was sleeping, I, I was awakened by a dream in the middle of the night uh, with a picture of my sister, hmm. just my sister's face. And I woke up the next morning and I started um, thinking, well, maybe I better call Merrily and just reach out. And so I did. I, I reached out to my sister, and to make a really long story short. Um, a combination of my my sister's help, my two kids that I started to see finally beginning to come to the Lord and starting to really understand the personal intimate relationship that God had for them. It was that th- threesome combination that all of a sudden got, really got my attention mm. and really made me realize that, that God was up to something and that I just I just needed to have the faith to believe that whatever this was, it was it was going to happen. So, long story short, my my sister and her husband decided to buy our condo from us so that we could stay here and then just live in the condo and pay them rent. Mm. And that in itself was a huge miracle, and it was a huge answer to prayer. It told me that this is what God wanted, that He still did want me to stay here and not move north because I had thought that's what I was going to do. We were going to sell our house. We were going. I was positive. We mm. were selling our house. We were going to move. We were going to go north, and I was going to live up near my daughter. Um, as things started to unfold, and as as um, we started to really look at the blessing that God had just given us. I all of a sudden came to came to the realization that there was more to this than I was seeing or understanding. And so I just started praying. I just started asking God to help me see what it was he was doing in the midst of all of this. 
And in the, in a short period of time, within like three or four months, there was just a series of things that happened. Uh, just a, a miracle that saved my son's life. Another miracle that, that that brought my daughter into this really deep, close personal relationship with the Lord because mm. she loved me so much that it was her love in in trying to be there for me in this time of need that we had that changed everything about the way she was looking at God. And then the real miracle that I never saw coming came out of left field was my my brother-in-law who had, um, obviously he had to agree with my, with my sister about helping us out. He had come into uh, the den one day when my sister was watching that doable discipleship uh, thing that we recorded back back all these that these months ago uh-huh. and he walked in and he didn't say anything he just walked in he sat down and he listened to it for about it was long <laughs> that was a long one and <laughs> yeah. he, he sat there and he listened to it for like about 45 minutes and then he got up and my sister told me later he just left the room came back a little while later and said we have to help your sister there's something that God is doing in her and although he didn't understand it and he had no idea what that meant he was really moved to to do that, and from that point forward, John's life started to really change. Mm-hmm. And um, he, be, because of that, he has drawn closer to God, I believe. But I think he has also gotten to the place where I was talking. I was talking with him not too long ago, and I I was saying, I really believe that whatever I do from this point forward, that I'm doing it in partnership with you. Mm-hmm. And with my with Merrily, and I, and I I said so when I'm I'm doing anything now, you guys are always in my heart. Mm-hmm. And the miracle of this is that it just started to cement a deepening relationship between my sister and and John and myself and my family, and it began to open up my eyes to the amazing ability God has because of His love for us, of this intimate love that He has for us to do what I would call the impossible because mm. everything that I just talked about was, it was impossible in any human context. Mm. It, it never would have happened if, if all of those little intentional pieces that God was working on, if that they hadn't all just fallen into place, if he hadn't just, if he, if God hadn't taken control. Yeah. And now I look at it and I realize this is just the beginning. This, this is just the beginning. If God can do this, then where is he taking us? Mm. And what is it about himself that he wants me to see and to understand so that I can do things like this, so that I can, can at least speak in my own, uh, of my own personal experiences, the things, the way that God has worked in my heart and, and, and be able to be a, be a witness, to be an example, to be an authentic witness for what, what God is, is all about. Yeah. So for me, this whole thing is just, it's been... And it's just continued on. It's just continued on. There's just been one, one miraculous thing after the other. Mm. Yeah, when you told that story to our team, we were all just like gobsmacked, pretty much, because yeah. <laughs> it was just it was just such a cool example of just seeing God use something that you had no idea right. how He was going to use that episode that we did. And um, how he used that to influence other people in your life, and, and that directly impacted you too. And it was, and and your ministry in this church, and and yeah. and this, and and you still get to serve at this church, and this church still gets to benefit from your service and and from everything that you bring because of that decision. And that's, I think, I just think what that's so I cool. absolutely loved about it, Jason, was. The clarity of vision that I had that I needed to come down and talk to 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 you and Rob and, and your team and just let you know that what you're doing, the value of it is is even beyond anything that I think that you really understand because mm-hmm. you don't see you know the results of of these of whoever is on the other end of this that are, that yeah. are sitting mm-hmm. out there and they're listening to what you're doing. You're not you know you're hoping and you're praying and you're trusting God for that, but you don't always see it. Yeah. And that for me was just, just that's how much God loves you, how much he loves, loves me, that he wants us to, to we're, do, we're doing this together. This is a partnership. This is, this is the, this team and myself walking 
in whatever way God is choosing to use us yeah. to do amazing things that we may never really altogether see. And it's it is it's amazing. I yeah. thought it was just real quick. I thought it was so powerful because, like you're saying, Carolyn, a lot of times we we do these episodes. This will be our hundred and fifth episode now. Hundred and fifth. Yeah. Can you believe that? Oh my gosh. Um, and you know, we'll we'll sometimes get emails from people or people will post comments on YouTube and you know say that this meant a lot to me or that sort of thing. But yours is like the first example where we saw the fruit of that episode came home to roost. You know, it's like. You were the guest on that episode, and that episode went out and then ultimately kind of boomeranged yeah. back and had a big impact on your life and then on, on all of us as a result. So uh, I have felt like it was a great privilege to feel like th- this we came together for mm-hmm. something special to, to minister to others yes. and to hear from you and from your wisdom and your your personal walk with Christ that went out to people and encouraged mm-hmm. them, and a lot of people responded you know, really, really positively to your episode. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of... Made its way back Making and kind of it complete came full circle in a way that we I, we just rarely well we've never seen on our show. One of the things that it was, has been clear to me that ever since you asked me to come back and do this, um, one of the, the the challenges for me is being in the generation that I represent. I am very convicted that I want to be able to reach out to the to the generation coming up behind me mm. and. The thing that is really clear to me when we were when we've been doing all of this is this is just this is a way that God has of reaching out to people He would not otherwise be able to reach. Mm. And one of the things that that He's been really hammering me with was, so start thinking bigger, yeah. start thinking beyond what you have been comfortable with all of your years as a as a as a Christian, being you know, being on staff and doing the things that you've been doing, think beyond, get out, think beyond the box. Mm. You know, there are so many, many other other things that the Lord's trying to show us. And I think one of the things was helping me to see that if I am willing to open up my eyes and my and listen to what he's trying to show me, that I don't have to be afraid of stepping into the world that the generations coming up are are living in because it's a in some ways is a foreign world to me, mm. but it can't be, it can't be a foreign world to me. I have to be able to engage with it, and that's why this what you do is just it's it's an amazing miraculous mm. thing. It, it, I was gonna say it seems to and that ties in perfectly with the theme of this episode in uh, in the title of this episode, which is, is stop thinking small. And this was right. an idea that you had and you had mentioned to us over Easter um, was that you were just kind of hit with this um, this thought, this theme, this idea of stop thinking so small. Mm-hmm. Can you share with us just a little bit about, about how that started and what that means to you? That really is the, the challenge, the mandate that I've got right now. That That, that is the thing that, that I'm trying to, to unwrap and trying to understand more. Um, I'm very comfortable in in certain areas of my faith. I'm very comfortable in the way God works with me. I'm comfortable with the way I I, I interact with with His people. I'm comfortable with prayer. I'm comfortable, very comfortable, and that is exactly what God wants me to get out of. <laughs> he wants to push me out, kind of like pushing me out of out of an eagle's nest. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, trying to teach me how to fly a little <laughs> fly. bit more, even at my age. <laughs> Even at my age, and, and he he wants me out there. He wants me to be able to be able to represent him, and the very good things about me, which are, are the heart of love that I have for him, the trust that I have in him, the belief that I know that he is speaking through me, that he uses us, the you know the the way I'm able to understand his word and and to delve into it and to live mm-hmm. in the promises that he gives me. Those are all really good things, but they're going to fall on deaf ears if I'm not able. To, to reach mm. out. So in that context, I was thinking too small. Mm. So a, a large part of what, what I think he's, he's working with me right now is how is that going to look? So a lot of this is coming back to me now. It's, it's, it's this one-on-one mentorship mm. that I think I, I, can do, I can do that in a way now that will be very effective you know, in helping other people to to see the personal, more intimate nature of God, mm. um, and nobody can deny that. No matter what generation you represent, nobody can deny what God is doing in somebody else. It's it's real. They 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 will see that. And so part part of it is that. Part of it is 
continuing to work on the prayers that I write, the devotionals that I write every day. And then the other part of it is, and the bigger part of it, is really learning how to trust God in a way that I've never trusted him before. Mm. That's the challenge. <laughs> yeah, That's the big challenge. I'm and, really, I'm oh, sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting you. Go on. No. I'm just thankful that you're, that you've had the the boldness and the courage to come on and and be a part of like what what's happening here and and in all your ministries. But you know, you mentioned a second ago how you know you kind of there's a there's sort of an innate bit of timidity approaching something like this because it's maybe a little bit out of the comfort zone, and you're mm-hmm. talking about speaking from one generation to another. But I just keep thinking this whole a podcast is just a it's just a medium, it's just a technology. But if there's not wise, godly people who are speaking into that and mm-hmm. sending out the message, then it really has no kingdom value in the end. I mean, there's a lot of ways True. you can have fun on a podcast, but I just think like, oh, I'm so glad that you've overcome the fear and the trepidation of of being on a podcast because for us, that's what feeds this. That's what makes this worth anyone's while is hearing from good godly people who seek to follow him and are a little further down the road and are willing to share their wisdom with the rest of us. So thanks for overcoming that. I mean, that in itself is you thinking bigger and beyond yourself. Mm -hmm. I think also, too, um, there is one of the real blessings that I've had, just in in this, this goes back to my years on staff. One of the the big blessings that I've had is, is the ability to listen to what it is that God is trying to say to me and to be able to sit and get into his word and, and apply it in a very practical way. Mm. It, it, it's, it's like he's opened this great door in heaven and he wants us to come in and he wants us to, to experience and walk life with him. He wants the intimacy that, that he's prepared for us. But we're standing over here on the other side of the door and we're a little bit afraid of that. We don't want to walk into it. So one of the things, when I was thinking about this question, one of the things that he helped me to see was I'd always been fearful because of my Catholic background of wanting to work for rewards. Hmm. I never, that, that frightened me a little bit because I thought that can become something in its own. But as I have come to understand it now, I see that that the rewards that that God has stored up for us in heaven, we're going to earn those rewards right here on earth. And there's nothing wrong in trying to really seek after that. Hmm. So the motivation that I was so afraid of, you know, because I thought that would be something that would be very selfish, that I was thinking of myself, Hmm. that I was, you know, kind of actually just turning my, it was the guilt thing. It was the guilt thing that, yeah. that followed me from the, way, from the way I grew up. I've come to realize in just in the last, probably the last six months that that understanding that what I do here, what we do here on this earth is going to affect the eternity that we are going to have in heaven with the Lord. And we would be very wise to receive that blessing, that, that gift that God has mm-hmm. for us and to pursue it. Yeah. So the more that I start thinking about, well, what does that look like for me and for the people that I will influence? It comes back to what Pastor Rick's always talking about. What is your purpose? Why did God put you here? Hmm. What are you doing about it? And are you willing to take that extra step of faith that sometimes is necessary to accomplish that? Hmm. And I do have rewards for you. Yeah, And when you do come and, and you spend eternity with me, I'm just going to build on those rewards. What you see here is so small. Mm. The eternal is infinitesimal. You can't even comprehend it. Yeah. But you can start here. And I think that will help the younger generation. I really believe that that will help the younger generation yeah. to see God in a very personal, intimate level. Mm. Because we do live in a society today where, 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 where rewards, you know, are very important for people. Yeah. And, and sometimes they, the they wrong pr- things get rewarded. Right. Mm-hmm. They're pursuing their they're pursuing their whole lives, mm. searching for the things that the world tells them it's the right thing to search for. Yeah. And God's over here going, <clears throat> Well, mine are better. Yeah. <laughs> mine are better. So I th- that's been a real eye opener for me. Yeah. Yeah. In answer to your question. I think you're right that that we sometimes get hung up on the reward language of the Bible because we 
we feel like we, we have to do something sheerly right. because it's right and because it's what God desires for us. And there's a lot of truth there in that. There is a lot of truth in that. And that is certainly a mature attitude to do something, not because I'll get something, but because it is the right thing to do. But then you have to look at the Bible and go, well, yeah, God well, uses a lot of reward language in the Bible. He does. really does. There is a carrot out there that he's dangled, so to speak. I mean, he, he, uh, good deeds do not go unrepaid in God's That's kingdom, correct. that God really does love his kids and he wants to reward um, when they do the right thing. As we talk about um, thinking bigger, you talked you talk just a second about how sometimes it takes a step of faith to enter into this mm-hmm. new way of thinking and way of living. What do you think is the thing that keeps the mental blinders or the mental blocks on people and prevents them from thinking bigger about who God is and what he can do in their lives? I think fear is a big thing. Yeah. When I, when I first started preparing for this, when I started when I, when I started looking at at some of the questions, I started thinking one of the greatest de- deterrents to the intimate walk that God has for us is fear. You go back to the story of of how I almost made all kinds of wrong decisions because of my fears, my worries, my anxieties over, you know. Would, would we be able to live? Would, mm-hmm. would we be able to, to have, a, have a roof over our heads? Fear, and, and the enemy's very clever with fear, fear will cripple you. It will stop you. And fear becomes a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Worry becomes a lifestyle. Anxiety becomes a lifestyle. It, le- it leads to confusion. It leads to all types of, of, of things that the enemy is very successful at, mm-hmm. at um, you know, seeding into us. Whereas God on the other side is over here saying, Receive my peace. Hmm. I want you to live in peace. From now until the time I go home to be with the Lord, that's my biggest challenge, Hmm. to live out each day in peace with everything falling down all around us, with society looking, you know, harder and harder to understand and to comprehend, with families, you know, imploding, with just everything that, that my generation came to, to accept as, as being, you know, real and, and part of their, 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 their inheritance, mm. the enemy successfully moved in and he's, he's just created this, this fear that, that we all live with. And mm. I think fear is the biggest detriment because it just stops us dead in our tracks. And yeah. we, don't even know, we don't even know that we're doing it. We don't even know that we're full of fear. It's just so natural to us. It's so normal. Mm. We just live in fear. And we gravitate towards us, towards it. And I, I think because we are so, so much more comfortable with it, we don't even recognize it. It's a counterfeit, and the enemy's been very successful yeah. at, at doing that, especially with, with this generation coming up. Hmm. And, and I think that has, that has to be laid down. I think sometimes, too, we can forget easily who God is. Mm-hmm. We can, and yeah. so our fear in those, it comes from um, just an uncertainty or a um or there's a word I'm searching for. Anyway, it'll if I think of it, I'll shout it. <laughs> of just who God of who God is. And yeah. so I kinda I like think, you just don't know. Like yeah. it's an ignorance almost. Not, it, it, not, it's may not be a ig- conscious ignorance. It's an ignorance. Is you don't have anything to 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 sort of let your roots sink into Correct. and really mm-hmm. take hold of. And and when we come to know who God is and know him better and it, it, and not only know about God, but know God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes that f- it can make it so that that fear um, can more easily, at least, be brushed aside because we, it, you know, because we have a clearer, painted picture of who God is. So we know that fear Correct. has doesn't have that place, you know, you know, in front of in front of how we see God. Let me, let mm. me share a story. I th- I think this it it. Help! It's easier for me to express what I'm saying by sharing. I recently had, and and before I even say this, I had spoken to my son about sharing the story. Um, my, my son struggles with with a bipolar disease, hmm. and not too long ago, we had a a, a real uh, challenge that that happened with him, where he just really his medications weren't working, and he just went went totally off the grid. The fear that, that his dad and I and his sister felt, you know, for him was very real and, mm-hmm. and based, based on, a, on, on, on truth. You know, we had every right to be afraid. Mm. But this is what God did. In the midst of probably one of the most difficult and challenging times of our life with, with, with James, 
when he was not himself, he was, you know, in the grips of his, of his mental disease. He, we were trying, I was trying to get him to the hospital. I was trying to get him down to the emergency room. And he was so freaked out that there was no way that we were going to be able to get him to the emergency room. So I just sat down and I'll, I'll never forget this. This is the, this is why I love God so much. I just sat down and I just took a very deep breath and I started praying and I just, you know, asked God, you're the only one that can, can do this. Not five minutes later, he comes running in, into the bedroom and he says, Mom, I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. And I said, what do you mean you're bleeding? And he said he had, he had cut himself on his, uh, his, his thumb here. And he was bleeding out. And that so scared him that he said, you got to take me to the hospital. Hmm. When I talked to him later, what happened? How come you were bleeding? What was that? What happened to you? He said, I don't know. He said, I was just sitting there. He said, I, I was playing with my knife. He said, I had my knife. He says, but I must have, must have cut it. Hmm. You will never convince me that that was not God. Mm-hmm. that allowed that knife to cut his hand because there was no other way we would have gotten him to the hospital that night. And it was from that point forward that he got the help that he needed. Mm. We got him into the hospital that he needed to be in. And when he came came out, you know, a few weeks later, he comes out and he is now more committed than he's ever been committed before to be able to touch other people mm. so that they don't have to go through what, what he has done. It has It's just been like a an amazing miraculous story that only God could mm-hmm. have done. But the thing that really showed me that, that, you know, that God was in full control of that was in the midst of all of that, I was not afraid. Mm. I should have been, I should have been terrified. I was not afraid. I was, I was concerned and I was worried, but that deep fear that can sometimes rip you, it was not there. And mm. only God can take that away. And I think that's what God wants to do with us. He wants, he wants to work with us in those fears and those anxieties and those very difficult, challenging times of life. And he does have an answer and he is going to be there and he is going to help us to get through whatever it is, but we have to trust him. Yeah. And the only thing I think he required of me that night was that I trust him. Yeah. You didn't try to solve the problem humanly. Obviously, you were thinking practically, like, I need to get him to the right. emergency room. I knew what I needed to do, right. But, but you I recognized couldn't. that there was a limitation there yeah. in what you could do. Right. It makes me think of, um, you know, but when each of you were talking, Jason and you, Carolyn, um, reminds me of all the times that God said to the Israelites, remember, I am the Lord your God right. who brought you up mm-hmm. out of the land of Egypt. And that every time they hit a challenge, God had a way or made a point of reminding them who he was making sure you don't forget who God is so that you can trust him when you're going through the uncertainty. Well, if you can at least be certain about who God is and the right. role that he can play in your life, then you can you can face the uncertainty uh, easily is the wrong word, and here's but with my, a lot less stress. Here's my challenge. My challenge with that is, okay, so why aren't you thinking big? Why aren't mm. you looking? Why aren't you anticipating? How, how big is your God? Yeah. How, what do you believe God to be for you? Mm. What is he trying to show you yourself in your own situations about what he wants to be for you? Where's your thinking? Where, where Are you putting him in a box? Are, are you tying yeah. a nice big bow around him? And that's, that's your definition of who God is. Mm. I think God is, is really working hard, certainly with me to show me who he is. He's given me revelation four is my latest, uh, in what I call an inheritance word or inheritance promise. Hmm. And in Revelation 4, he talks about, you know, come up here, sit with me, and I'll show you things which are soon to come. There are so many promises throughout Scripture, so many promises in the Bible that, are, that, that God has specifically for each one of us. And if I don't have any other message for the people that are out there today listening to me, find them. Mm-hmm. Find what your individual promises are. For me these days, it's, it's Revelation 4. It's been Psalm 91 for, for so many years that mm-hmm. has gotten me through so many different things. I think because we tend to put God in a box, he wants to show us more about who he is, about what it is that he has for us that he wants us to understand about himself mm-hmm. and about his love and about his the joy and the peace and the patience and, and all of it, all the fruit of the Spirit that he wants to give us. But in order to do it, we have to be able to open ourselves up to believing God to be who he, who he truly is. Mm-hmm. And there's something about our society that stops us. It just it, we st- come 
we're dead in our stop dead in our tracks a lot of times. So I, mm. I think if you don't get anything else from me today, that that is the bigger thing. How do you see God? How do you see? I I had to know in that in that instance with my son, I had to know that God was in control of that situation. Mm. I had to understand that. And at the time, yeah, I was I was worried and nervous and and, and even a little bit fearful, but. I knew God was in control, and I knew that he would do something. God is in control. Yeah. <laughs> there, sing it, Jason. <laughs> sing it. <laughs> uh, I think you got uh, a couple of great ones here, and, and you may have even kind of touched on this. But uh, do you have any other sorts of secrets or tips to helping people think bigger about God in his kingdom? Oh, my goodness, I could sit here all day and talk about that. I love to talk about that subject. <laughs> learning to listen to God, mm-hmm. learning to just not study and, and you know understand his word with your mind. But this, I've said this to you guys, I don't know how many times I've said this. I think that you have to get to a place where you, you th- think with the mind God gives you to think with, you hear with the ears that he gives you to hear with, you love with the voice the heart that he gives you to love with and then you speak with the voice that he gives you to speak with Mm -hmm. if we could focus more on really learning how to listen and to hear what it is that god is trying to show us we wouldn't be so so lost and so so um spending so much time going in circles the i think the thing that that i have come to understand and i and i really do credit Pastor Rick for this because for so many years I didn't know what my what my role was here. I only knew one thing about myself and that was that that I had a heart for prayer. That I got, but I didn't know how that was going to apply to everything that I, that I was was uh doing while I while I was on staff here. And he really helped me to see that. He helped me to understand that if I would just listen to what God was trying to, sh- to say to me. And Rick talks about this all the time when he was talking about finding your purpose. You listen to what he's trying to tell you. You, you, you stand up and you might have to push the envelope of your faith because it takes courage sometimes to stand up and say, well, I think this is what I'm understanding. That, that it, takes, it takes that little bit of extra push. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rewards for that are so, so amazing. And you become, too, I think, as you learn to listen you know, with the ears that, that God gives you, and as you learn to trust the Holy Spirit more, I think you do. Be, you get to a place where, all of a sudden, your 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 passion arises. Your your joy in living gets bigger. You start to to really see. Well, I, it does matter what I'm doing, and 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 you really start pushing that envelope, and you start pu- pushing back a little bit. And I think God loves that. Mm-hmm. I I can just see Him sitting on His throne, just going, "Out a girl." Just keep going that way. Just just keep yeah. going that. Don't be don't be afraid of the situations that you find yourself in. Step into them. Mm-hmm. Step into them and know that I'm there with you, that I'm going to walk with you, that I'm going to give you the solutions that you need for it. I'm going to give you the words to speak. I'm going to help you to understand it the way I understand it. And then fast forward back to what we started this this whole interview with. There are rewards that are attached to all of that. Mm-hmm. And that is just something I'm going to grow in you now in this world and as you go on into eternity is going to become even bigger. There, we, we need hope. You know, Rick talks about that a lot. We need hope. We need the hope to believe that it is bigger than us. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Carolyn. Well, let's, let's end with some doables. We want to make sure we drill down to some action steps that people can take as they, as they go ahead this week. And maybe this is something they can do today or over the next couple of days. But can you think of a, uh, just a simple, tangible step of big thinking that a a listener could take today or tomorrow. What I what I would do is I I, I would be, because God loves His Word so much. What I would do is I would I would spend a little time in prayer and I would I would ask God to help you to see what 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 particular scripture verses there are for you that are personal to you. Mm-hmm. For example, Psalm ninety one was very big for me. And I, I, I basically just started living in Psalm 91. Find out what that is. What, mm-hmm. what is that for you? And then start, just, just study that one. Just mm-hmm. whatever it is. Like take Psalm 91, just study it. Read it, study it. Read it, study it. Don't go to any other, any other scripture for a while. Read it and study it when you figure out what that is. Yeah. Then as God starts to open up his word to you, he'll start to grow that as well. The other thing that, that has helped me immeasurably when I start to feel the fear, the worry, the anxiety come in, 
I no longer just sit there and let it take over. I will get up, I will go out, I will, I will walk. I will, I, will ta- I will get up, I will walk around, I'll walk, you'll see me walking around this building, you'll see me mm-hmm. walking around the parking lot. I am very tuned in to God's creation all around me and the magnitude of the beauty of his creation. Mm-hmm. I'm t- very tuned in to, to, to looking at his beauty. Like the other day, I was sitting at my desk and a bird flew over and landed right right there on the, on the, on the ledge. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there just looking at this bird and I'm just marveling at the, at, at the creation of this bird. And, and there was just this instant, I know it sounds odd, but there was just this instant of connection, you know, between this bird and myself. And mm-hmm. I, and I, I, I find that oftentimes it just helps me to get out of myself and put my eyes on the, on the beauty of the surroundings around me, the beauty of the creation. I love going to the mountains, uh, go to the beach just do something to get yourself up and out. Yeah. Don't just sit and allow the fear to take root. Mm. That's really good. I like the idea of, of it's almost like you're placing your anxiety or your stress or your circumstances in the context of God's majesty and the splendor of everything that he's made. I, I think mm-hmm. it helps. I, I, I th- what I can see some value in that, even for me and doing this as a practice I, I plan to do, just making sure that I keep a good comparison between who God is mm-hmm. and what he can do and what he what he has done and make sure that that I don't forget how big he is correct right as i'm thinking about how stressful or big my problem may be mm-hmm. and don't be afraid when he starts pushing you and tr- starts mm-hmm. showing you well i want you to I, I want you to just step out in faith here and do this just do it yeah <laughs> don't don't let failure or what other people think or how other people are going to react to you if you should make a mistake, which you will because we're human. Yeah. Don't buy into that counterfeit lie, mm. because God loves it when we make mistakes. I'm a I'm a I'm a classic. I I can give testimony. Yeah. He loves it. Don't be afraid of mistakes. People want so badly to look as if they've got this all under control that they're mm. afraid to step out, and because of that, the enemy is successful. He keeps them keeps them right there, and he, they. You won't grow. Yeah, you'll stay stuck. Mm. Yeah, M- making mistakes for the right reasons. Right. I I sometimes think like, you know, perfectionism is is a part of my personality type, yep. and yeah. <laughs> I can second that oh, for Doug. Thank you. Thank you I both. can third it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. but um, you know, for me, I I have to remind myself that God's actually totally fine with mistakes. He loves it. He, as long as we're making mistakes in our pursuit of intimacy right. with him and knowing right. him better, and, and there are a lot of good biblical examples of right. mistake makers who turned out okay, <laughs> so I draw comfort from that. Well, I think we draw too. We, we stop God from allowing us. I mean, imagine, I, I think about this a lot, if, if Pastor Rick had just said, this is too much, too big, and he allowed his own human fears to mm. keep him in his nice little box where he, where he was for a while— we wouldn't have what we have today. Yeah. When you, we, we all do this to a degree. I think you have to get hungry for it, though. Yeah. If you want to be used by God on the earth before you go home to be with the Lord, then you need to push the envelope of faith. You yeah. can't just, it's a luxury. It's a real luxury to sit back and say, oh, I don't want to, tr- that's too hard. I'm not worthy of it. I'm not capable of it of. I'm not able to, I, I, I don't have the knowledge for it. We, we tell ourselves all these lies. And the only thing we really need is God himself leading us and guiding us. Yeah. He got me to this church by telling me, get up out of your, as I was leaving, I was leaving the chiropractor's office, get up, go directly over to the church and volunteer. And that was 28 years ago. Wow. If I hadn't done that, I look at my life today and I think, oh, where would I be? What would you have missed out on? Right. Yeah. There's a couple, to the point you made earlier, Jason, talking about how sometimes we put boxes around God because we just don't have a clear picture of who he is. Right. And we discovered that personally in the ways that you've been talking about, Carolyn, by entering into that at a really personal level with him, discovering his personal promises for us and really getting to know him as a friend, as a father. The other side of that is um, developing our uh, spiritual practices that actually mm-hmm. help us enter into that relationship with him and getting a better picture of who he is because there is an objective way yeah. that God is right like yes. regardless of what I think of him 
he is a certain way. Hmm. My thoughts don't determine who God yeah. is. My thoughts only determine how I, my understanding of who God is, my perceptions, yeah. So two things that I think we want to point to that Saddleback offers that I think would help anybody who's near a Saddleback campus and would be interested in checking out, or even if they're connected to our online campus, would be uh, go to Class 201 for sure. Go to all classes, 101, 201, 301, and 401. But Class 201 is offered every month here at Lake Forest. Yes. If you're connected to the online campus, I believe you can take that online now, mm-hmm. right? Um, so check that out. And the other one would be foundations. Either take the foundations course at a campus near you or at, at the Lake Forest campus or go to saddleback.com slash foundations. Yeah? Yeah, or foundations online. Or foundations online. Uh, and and watch these videos. These are 11 core truths to build your life on. Uh, and if you feel like God is sort of a v- kind of a vague shape in your mind and you, you've never really gotten to know who he really is and who he is as revealed specifically in the Bible, um, then take the time to to go through those two classes or courses and um, get a good picture of who he is. I think you make a really good point that that's an action step. And we need to take we need to take action steps, yeah. and we need to be pushing the envelope too to try to allow ourselves to maybe step into something that we're a little uncomfortable with, like prayer. Mm. Um, for me, everything about me is is rooted and grounded mm. in in prayer. And when you really look at prayer, that that's just the prayer to me is just the communication that exists between God and myself. Yeah, and it takes many different forms, but I think for for those who are listening, um, learning to talk things over with God is probably one of the the, the smartest things that you can do as yeah. you as you are stepping forward in faith and and trying to learn what this means for you. Yeah, God wants us to talk to Him. They don't have to be. I I, I love the idea of uh, pe- people will ask me, well, well, what does prayer look like to you? And what I'm tell what I'm saying right now is this conversation I'm having with you guys. This is prayer. Yeah. This is God working through a heart that really loves God and is is using the ability he gives us to talk things over with him. Mm-hmm. That's what prayer is. That's what mm-hmm. this communication is. It, it's nothing frightening. It's nothing. Prayer is the simplest form of communication. And yeah. it's just, it's an awe and wonder thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. just... It's just you, like you see that I saw that bird that day. I was just thank you. This is, what a what a beautiful wonder. I'm praying. Yeah, I'm praying. Sometimes there's different for, other forms of prayer, but that's the most the most common form. And I think in in if I would if if it were me and I were going to one of these classes, I would ask God to just help me to really understand just what it is He wants me to gather to mm. get from that particular class. And it may only be one thing. It may only be. Uh, just an idea that he has to, to plant within us. Hmm. But if you don't ask him, if you're not talking to God, you're going to miss the very best that he has for you. Hmm. Well, we're going to put links to those in the show notes. And I want to encourage people to go back and listen to episode eight as well, which is Carolyn's original episode on the show, because we talked a lot about a the lot life about of prayer. prayer. Yeah, and it'd be great for, for everybody to go back and hear that if they haven't already. Carolyn, we have just one or two more minutes, but would you, uh, I don't think there's any right way to end except with prayer. Would you mind closing us out with just a short oh, prayer? I'd love to. Thank I'd you. love to. Father, we, um, we come before you today full of joy, full of anticipation, full of awe and wonder, knowing that even as we sit here today speaking the things that you've given us to speak, that you are, are already at work in the, in the hearts and the minds of the people that are receiving, that are sitting there and listening to this message. You are working in ways that they may not completely understand, but that are real nonetheless. And we thank you in advance because we know that, that once you have a, a, an open heart and an open mind before you, you are faithful to step up and to fill that heart and to fill that mind with the truth of who you are, with your word that, that, that is so full of wisdom and, and revelation. The journey, I believe, that you are about to uh, start in, in the lives of many that are going to be listening to this is truly a miraculous journey. And I think for those, Lord, that are, are here today that are listening to this message, I would just pray that you would give them your mind to think with, your eyes to see with, your ears to hear with, your heart to love with, and then your voice to speak with, so that they can experience, as, as Jason and Doug and I have been privileged to do, 
experience the very real, authentic relationship that is available to us because you first loved us. I thank you for the barriers that are being broken down right now. I thank you for the, the destruction of the enemy as his counterfeits are being broken down right now. And I just thank you in advance for the new brothers and sisters that Jason and Doug and I are about to have because you have been faithful to listen to the heart cry that we have put out today as you've listened to our prayers and as you have opened up the hearts and minds of those listening. I thank you in advance for the great victories that are going to come out of this. And I praise you, Jesus, that you loved us first, that you sacrificed all that there, that was needed to sacrifice so that we could live this amazing life that you have given us to live. And I pray that we will begin to truly focus on the um, the possibilities, the potential that lie before us as we receive you into our hearts, not only as our Lord and our Savior, but as the author and the finisher of our faith. Thanking you in advance, Father, for all you're going to do to those that are listening today. We praise your holy name, and it is in that precious and holy name that we close this time of prayer. Amen. Amen. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of video content. And if you're already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcasts on Apple Podcasts or your favorite app, so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all our previous episodes. And go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week. Thank you.